<laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to the Coffee and Convos podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm here sitting with the wonderful Erin Bowman at Ultrea Coffee, sipping on some tasty drinks right now. And if you don't know who Erin is, she is this wonderful artist who has such a vibrant soul, and that translates into her artwork. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining me, Erin. Thank you for having me. Yay! Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, so usually how this starts is just kind of like you could share your story. We'd love to hear more about you. I mean, I mentioned that you're an artist, so you could kind of start however you want. But yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes way back. No. Um, so but yeah, I, I guess when I think of my story as an artist, it really does start with like childhood, um, yeah. just being an artist as a kid and being really drawn to um, color, drawing all the time, like drawing on stacks of paper, being the artsy kid in class and stuff. And teachers would always really be supportive and encouraging of me, really? which I loved. Because like, awesome. now I really want to be able to get, do that for kids now, you know, oh. give them that little push. But yeah. I guess I've just always been an artist. And then um, as I got older, you know, life gets kind of hard and tricky and weird and I think most of my 20s, especially, I sort of put the art like behind back in the closet or something. I didn't really know how to express it and how to be an, I didn't know what being an artist meant anymore. It felt like I, a lot of pressure or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a challenging time. And then kind of came out of that um, and coming into the past few years, really coming out of the art closet again and putting it out there again and going with the flow of, of creating art, putting art out there, meeting people in the community, and then now opening my own little art studio space. And all of that's happened in the past five years um, once I decided to really just put art out there without the pressure or expectation of what I was supposed to do or Mm -hmm. what being an artist means or whatever. I think for a while I was really, I don't know, intimidated by that idea of needing to be some successful artist. Oh, totally. <laughs> so yeah. that's like a really nutshell <laughs> description. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, so you're like pretty much like this huge creative endeavor started five years ago. Like what was that point where you were like, I want to be an artist. I want to continue putting my art there. Like what was that? I feel like for me, um, there were so many signs for me to like push into this creative career but I didn't know like what was that jumping point and I I I know what you mean by feeling how it it just feels so scary and intimidating yeah because the landscape is kind of like you're kind of free to do whatever you want and you're kind of like your own boss so what was that like point where you're like you know what I'm just gonna do it and what was that first project that you were just like this is it right so I think that um kind of going back to a little bit before that five years ago period I I had a lot of really big changes in my life. I guess if you're into astrology and yes. stuff, which we were already talking about today, because mm-hmm. it's a really crazy weird day with a full moon and all this all stuff. All the energy. But <laughs> they do, have you ever heard of um, the Saturn return Yes. Thing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I would say, like, definitely some big changes hit in my life at that time. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. It was, like, 28 or whatnot, um, or 28 to 29, I, which is when they say your Saturn return is and you have this big... Reevaluation of your life and like shift your life around and stuff. So for me, what that was was like I said in my twenties. A lot of my twenties was um, kind of struggling with depression and like anxiety and um, drinking a lot. Like really getting into just partying as a way to yeah. escape everything. I guess all the stuff I was thinking about. And um, I think right around that 
five years ago point uh, is when I actually stopped drinking. I kind of made this choice. I got into therapy, stopped drinking, nice. which I realized was a really big uh, thing for me to do in a positive way in my life because I just am kind of one of those people that can't manage it, I guess. And so for me, stopping that like opened up all this space um, to reevaluate my priorities and like really face all these emotions and things and that I had been kind of avoiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then art just sort of came back to the forefront for me as a way to express that, as a way to process my emotions. I mean, I guess I've always was this artist, but I kind of stuffed it down during those yeah. party days. <laughs> um, and so then I had an opportunity with my job. I'm kind of like, I still have my job that is in the healthcare industry. And it's really flexible. It's always been a cool job to kind of support my creative life as well. And it, I was able to just move to Dallas for like six months and live with my mom. I just had this little break in between living situations and thought I'll go bond with my mom. We can have some girl time. And I lived there for about six months. And then during that time, I just, that's when I really, I had no distractions. Like I kind of left all the social scene um, behind for just a little bit. It was like this retreat type of environment. (laughs) And um, my mom would like go off to work during the day and I would just start, I started creating um, and just painting and doing art again. And then my mom, it was very like childhoody. Like my mom would come home and just be like, that's so great. (laughs) And I was like, thanks. (laughs) So it was this really supportive little cocoon kind of that got me refocused on starting my art again. And then during that time, I did just have this feeling of, okay, this like inner voice, I guess, just saying urgency kind of to say, just put this out there. You're creating this. You you literally, okay, at this point, I guess you're not going to stop being an artist. You're like almost 30. No matter what it's supposed to be, just put it out there. Um, you know, let go of the expectations of that you need to be a famous artist or nothing at all. It was kind of right. like my mentality. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of uh, this realization that I just needed to put it out. And even if I'm just giving it away for free, I have to do it or whatever. Um, so then that's when I created my Soul Flow Creations yeah. Instagram. And I just created these little outlets to put it. I created an Etsy shop and just started posting art again or for the first time really and putting it out there. And um, then I, at that point, it was that six months in Dallas. So I came back and then I did my first art show was the, one of those raw artist shows oh, okay. at the House yeah, of Blues. Of and then from there, it was sort of just kind of nonstop you know, events and things ever since then. So that's kind of That is it. so cool. I'm yeah. like nearing my sudden return in the next Uh-oh. like year. So I'm just like, <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some like crazy shifts in my life. I kind of feel it now. Yeah. Um, just especially like investing in this and like really putting my heart and soul into it. And I totally see what you mean. There's this calling and feeling that like, hey, like, there's something inside me that I need to share. Right. Whatever that is, like, this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I love that story. I, yeah. I do know that, like, just even, like, being in my late 20s, it's, it's kind of weird being, like, looking back on, like, how, like, hard I used to party right. or whatever. But I knew I wasn't fulfilled at the time. And I feel like there was always that, like, missing piece of, like, okay, like, what, what – there's like so much more to life than this, right? you know? And, um, I feel like that's just a phase that we all go through, obviously, yeah. like just, you know, turning 21 and then like just living your twenties and they say like your twenties are like your best life, like right. or the best part of your life. And you have like, no, there's no 
like rhyme or reason during that time. Right. And um, I love your art because it's so colorful and vibrant. I don't know if any of you have seen her work, but it's just so colorful and you explore so many different like avenues with it. You could tell it's inspired by like flowers and nature <laughs> and just like bright colors and like anytime I would see, I could like pinpoint like even some of the what do you call it those electrical boxes right yeah um and I was like oh that's totally hers yeah you know <laughs> and then like I love how all the images that you do have of you creating like you create with your hands like you're not afraid to get like just down and dirty and just like create yeah. freely and that's so beautiful um I'd love to hear like what your inspiration is behind your artwork and like what like, what's that feeling? Like, I know when on the last podcast that I talked to another artist, it was with Sam, and, mm -hmm. you know, she channels a lot of her vulnerability and her um, emotions into her artwork, and I'm sure that's the same for you. I'd love to hear, like, what your process is when you do create. Definitely. Um, yeah, I listened to Sam's podcast, too. I loved it. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and she's an, uh, an she's artist awesome. that I really admire and met her at an art show once and we became friends as well, so that was fun. Um, I think that for me... It is, art is very much like therapy for me. So I can f notice a change in my mood if I haven't been creating something, in a, if I haven't been creating regularly. It almost feels like I'm like, I can get a little depressed and like it's like I'm stopped up or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I realize there's this flow that ha that happens and that's where the soul flow. Duh, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't miss that. <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah. So it's like this feeling of just kind of needing to flow this these emotions out or these images that I'll have in my mind out. So um, sometimes, I mean, I guess the process can look at a lot of different ways, depending on like where I'm at in my life, because it's interesting, it's shifted over the over time. But what it used to be with painting and stuff was that I would be, honestly, like when I'm driving or in the shower or kind oh, of doing yeah. these like meditative things are a lot of times when ideas come through, especially driving. I really love driving. Same way. <laughs> like, I think I could be like a truck driver or something. I'd be oh, happy. Oh, no way. Really? <laughs> well, Gosh. I drive a lot for work and I enjoy it. It's like my That's time awesome. to kind of clear my mind. And then I get ideas of um, just things to paint, like images, themes. I don't know. I just kind of always have this constant flowing in of ideas and inspirations. Yeah. So then, you, you know, if I don't put those out they they probably just get stuck in me somewhere so I just need to kind of create them and so then I will take the I usually will write those ideas down like in my phone like I have a crazy list of just weird things that probably don't make sense but just say things like full moon or purple plant or <laughs> whatever whatever idea came to my mind I also do a lot of like screenshots from just when I'm looking at on social media and stuff mm -hmm. just like inspirations that I want to pull together into my art and then just kind of go for it with my canvas and, and put those ideas out there. Um, so that was that's the process. But then lately, that same process has kind of been like shifted into the studio. Yeah, so I really haven't been painting as much, which is kind of weird. But it's it's interesting because it's like all the creative energy that goes into painting is now being used in this studio, and it's it's happening the same way. I'm still getting the same like ideas, the same. Mm -hmm constant like flow writing it down doing it kind of thing but it's not like about a painting it's about people and connections and what events and you know how to put it all together in the studio so it's interesting yeah yeah <laughs> so if you guys didn't know Aaron also opened up soul flow studio which is in El Cajon and it's this like beautiful corner building that has like 
so many vibrant colors already. You could tell it's hers. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And when you walk in, it's seriously like walking into a rainbow. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's so cool. And there's tons of great artists who are involved. And you can tell that she really cares about the community. I'd love to hear like what your inspiration was to open up the studio. What kind of like made you transition from like your artwork and you're like, I need to open this yeah. like, healing studio. Um, it just sort of, with the theme of flowing, yeah. it just kind of kept flowing, really. I kind of didn't see it coming. I, if you would have told me a few months ago that this was happening, I mm -hmm. wouldn't have really, I didn't plan it out very well, like very ahead of time. Um, I don't really, I'm not very good at planning things too far <laughs> in advance. I just sort of go with it. And so it really was very, just kind of a in my face type of way that it happened because it that building that is now the studio was on the street my street where I live and so I would just turn on the street it's on Illinois Street kind of like on the border of North Parkish it's El Cajon Boulevard in Il Illinois and I live on Illinois so I just would like turn down the street and see this building um, and I would envision I could see the potential of what it could be it's really cool architecture but at the time was brown dusty dark <laughs> dark building but um, I was sort of waiting for what would happen there and like anticipating someone opening it like looking forward to seeing what it was going to become kind of thing and then just you know weeks would go by it was still just sitting there vacant they had a, wow. and then they had a for rent sign so my boyfriend actually sort of gave me a little push to call he actually physically called he's like oh, I'll just so call cool. um, so I got to give him some credit uh, for like Sometimes being that nudge to push me out of my comfort That's zone. What partners are exactly. For, right? oh, thank I you. <laughs> but then now when it's a lot of work, I'm kind of like, you did this. <laughs> no, but it's fun. Um, but I do feel that I'm like, well, I'm bit really busy, but he can't be mad about that because he yeah. helped push me into this. But um, it was a, definitely a nudge by him, and then it just sort of worked out. Like they. I don't know how it happened. It was crazy. Like there was a lot of people there at the open house, a lot of interest in the building, but it just they they approved me for it, and I was oh, kind of so surprised. Cool. Um, so then it just was. That's where it kind of came from. But like that began as part of my earlier vision in life, like as a child or even in my twenties during that time where I was unsure of like wanting to have a studio, wanting to ha have a space where I could teach people art and always having that vision, but really feeling overwhelmed about that vision and very mm -hmm. like, that was almost something that would keep me down. Cause I was just thinking like, how is that ever going to happen? You know, yeah. it can be sometimes like big dreams can be overwhelming, oh, absolutely. but it's funny because now, you know, it's happening and I just kind of can't once you're in it, it just it's happening. You're like, yeah. okay, <laughs> that is so incredible. So, yeah, that's really really cool. And you could tell that you put a, a lot of intention into creating not only a space where it's inclusive, but also a space that invites other people to use it as well. So right. you have like several classes. You also say that you, there's like a healing room, right? So like yes. people could rent it out to do Reiki, and you do Reiki yourself, yes. which is super cool. Okay, yeah. so like. What is Reiki for those who don't know? Because yeah. it's kind of like a little, I don't, I don't really know what it is. Either. Right. So it is, it's a Japanese healing modality. And it's basically just, it's energy healing. It's a really gentle energy healing. And as I learn from different Reiki people, practitioners who've learned from different teachers, I realize like every teacher sort of passes down something different, a little different. So that's interesting because I had, uh, I went through a Reiki training with Kelly Martin, who's in San Diego, and she does some stuff at Trilogy Sanctuary oh, cool. and stuff. 
Um, but I've known some other people who have done it with um, like this woman named Shauna Shank. A lot of my friends did it with her. And I'll see like little differences in the way that they do their, their energy healing. So it's interesting. But as a whole, it's just the way that um, Kelly explained it to me, which I liked, was that it is kind of imagining that like energy, healing life force energies floating around us all the time. Like if it's right around Ooh. us. <laughs> and then the... Um, okay, so the analogy being that there's like a fire hydrant on the street, okay. <laughs> and that energy is floating around in that fire hydrant. You plug the hose in, you know, to the hydrant, and the water comes out the hose. The Reiki practitioner is sort of like the hose, so it's a conduit oh. of energy between that life force energy and like channeling mm-hmm. it down into someone's physical body, or, but more so like their emotional physical body Mm -hmm. and what I was taught and it's really a big part of it is that as a Reiki practitioner you're not like shooting out this like (laughs) your own energy into someone um, and you don't really know what they may need or anything like uh, but it's more so just giving them the energy for them to heal themselves and so you're kind of just channeling it you're free of judgment free of um, having to like diagnose whatever's going on with them it's Mm -hmm. more just giving them that energy and then their body will know what to do with it and heal and um and a lot of times after a session you would have a conversation with a client or customer about their experience and Mm -hmm. things that as the reiki practitioner that you experienced when you were doing it because that usually opens up a conversation so like one time i was doing reiki on someone and i had my hands kind of near their head area like their scalp area and I just started getting all these crazy flashes of like color and it was really kind of crazy like my eyes were like twitching I was like what's happening and so I explained that to her afterwards and she said yeah that's how my mind feels like I you know I have a million thoughts like racing all the time and it's really overwhelming and um and then we ended up doing an art little art practice afterwards where she painted herself and she painted her, her face and then like rainbows coming out of her no way head. so it was really cool that was That's actually an event neat. we did called art key so it was art and reiki oh together oh my gosh how freaking cool <laughs> so it was really neat because mm-hmm. i mean i saw that as like beautiful actually i was like that's kind of cool mm-hmm. and she said well it's really hard <laughs> to live with my brain being this way but when she painted it it was able to kind of put it in this positive light or yeah. just kind of accepting it or and trying to work with it so it's a long answer for what no reiki i love is. that because <laughs> You know, I've, I haven't, I know people who practice Reiki, I know people who are just naturally attuned to that, Mm -hmm. but I've never, I don't know if it's because like, maybe I'm not like fully spiritually aware in that sense, but I did, I think like a a few new moons ago, (laughs) um, we did like a new moon ritual. You're spiritually aware. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to, definitely just trying to grow more spiritually, mentally, physically, all of that, you know? Yeah. There's so many different ways we could all like work on ourselves. But, um, you know, I did a new moon ritual with somebody and then she did Reiki on me and I could feel like the warmth of like her hands. And then I was just like, I can't really tell what's happening. My eyes are closed, but I'm also like, wait, is this really happening? Is it just me thinking it? Um, but it was just really interesting. And like, like you said, you have that conversation after and she was able to tell me like, oh, I felt like blockages in your throat Mm -hmm. and like somewhere else. And I was just like, oh yeah, I have trouble. (laughs) talking right sometimes. yes <laughs> but I think that's so interesting have you always been like very spiritually like 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 that because we, we mentioned astrology yeah. already you mentioned Reiki. I guess I yeah so it's just like how have you have you always been like that or is this something that I think you kind of incorporate in your artwork 
Yeah, I think I've always been that way. Um, always interested in those types of things. And then, like, especially through college, kind of getting interested into things that were, like, considered mystical or weird. Or I really got into, yeah, reading my astrology and learning about it. And I guess there was a period of time where I was just, like, learning a lot of the stuff that now I just know about all the different signs. And I, it's just, for some reason, been interesting to me. But I would always sort of, like, brush it off as... Mm-hmm almost being like embarrassed about it or like I don't know I don't really take this stuff that seriously I don't know and I mean no one else in my family I'm like the weird hippie one in my family (laughs) (laughs) so everyone's just like oh crazy old Aaron out there in California (laughs) so I think I kind of like kept it down on the down low a lot Uh and just would um yeah just kind of make a joke about it even though I've always been really interested in it so I think it's only been in the past few years, I guess, just as uh, probably as a pro- an effect of getting older, <laughs> of just being like, I don't really care anymore if yeah. this is, you know, some people think this is silly. And I still have a sense of humor about a lot of it. So I'm not, I'm more just interested in it. I'm not, you know, you can go kind of really deep into it. And yeah. I probably will never do that. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of happy just experimenting and playing and ha- keeping it light and artistic and fun and a place just for you to explore. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, that's kind of my view on it. Nice. Yeah. I'm curious. What, what is your astrology? Oh, yeah. I'm a cancer. I'm Aww. a cancer sun and a cancer moon, which means I'm like really emotional, which would make sense <laughs> about everything that I've been saying. What's your rising sign? Um, Aries. Ah, yeah. I have an Aries rising really? too. Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's interesting. I know. I think we, we kind of do communicate in a similar way. I think mm-hmm. Ari- the rising sign is about how you communicate and mm-hmm. put yourself out in the world. And so, yeah. yeah. What I is your, that. what's your sun or moon? I am a Virgo sun and a Taurus moon. Okay. Lots of earth. Yes. Very, yeah. Yes. <laughs> very organized. And also very, that's like, <laughs> Is that true? I am very organized. Yeah. And like, that's why when like something like this morning happened, yes. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. like everything's not happening the way it's supposed to. Right. Um, yeah. I have a lot of control issues. Right. In that sense. I just, I just like to know what I'm doing and what I'm getting into, you know? And totally. um, I do find myself very stubborn. Right. My Taurus vibes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I always find it so interesting. I started getting into astrology from a good friend, Leslie. Yeah. And I think I kind of like briefly mentioned you to her mentioned her to you like yeah. a while ago but she's so cool she opened up this like whole new world to me and I was yeah. like what is astrology like when I first met her she's just like when's your birthday and your time and you guys like it's really interesting yeah I like I could see how people could get skeptical about it and I could see how people could be like oh my god you're crazy right. but I feel like it's starting to get a little bit more mainstream yeah and accepted which is cool Right. With the whole Mercury retrograde happening. Like, what is that? I know. Everyone. Gatorade? Right. No, you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, it's really, really cool. I think it's just a great way for you to understand yourself. And, like, even the others around you, if, you know, you get a, totally. a hand of their, like, birth chart. Or right. If you just get their birthday, and time their of time, day. That's not creepy at all. I know. Like, where were you born? What city? I know. I asked my boyfriend what? that. And oh, of course. And he was just like, you have to. What? Why? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend's been pulled into a crazy world of mine, but it's been fun. I love He's it. He's pretty that's down so with it. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's amazing that you do incorporate a lot of your spirituality into right. your artwork. Like you said, soul flow. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. <laughs> and it's, it's you. And I love that. I love that you're very just true to yourself and you're able to create this reality for yourself. Even when you have a full-time job, I don't know how you do it, girl. Yeah. I don't know how you do it because... 
when I had a full-time job and I was still juggling everything else, that was not the jam. Right. So how do you find balance? I know balance is such a like uh, word, but how do you find balance in like your regular nine to five and this thing that you're creating with Soul Flow Studio and Soul Flow Creations? Yeah. I mean, my job, I'm lucky because it's flexible. So although it's technically a nine to five job, I am remote. I work remotely and I'm flexible and having like lunches available open and and things like that. So that allows me to kind of just put it all together. It's almost like I have in my mind, I have this one weird job that's half healthcare, half art, you know, And, Mm -hmm. and within that I can kind of balance it. But um, to be honest, I mean, I'm like kind of struggling with that right now. I'm in really? the, I feel like I'm in the in-between phase of, you know, trying to keep a stable, appreciating my stable job, but wanting to get further and further into the creative side yeah. and facing the challenges of when you, of, of making your creative work financially successful, you know? And so it's, so tough. it's a big leap to make. And at this point, like, I'm really thankful for having the financial security of my my more corporate job to give me the freedom to not be so stressed about the money side. But then the stress comes, like you said, from kind of balancing it and being Mm -hmm. overworked and I can be a workaholic. Like I'm an all or nothing person. So that comes into why I'm like, you know, it's best for me not to drink. It's best for me not, you know, if I kind of go all into things. So work can be one of those things for me. So it kind of comes naturally for me to just want to do this work all the time. And I have to kind of, scale back and prioritize my relationships, Mm -hmm. my life, rest. Um, This morning, I feel pretty happy because I actually did something that I always say I want to do and really want to start getting better at is like having a morning practice of balancing because at this point, it's just necessary. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really lucky to have this nice backyard. So I just went back there with like my cup of coffee and just sat for 30 minutes and just just sat, you know, and cleared my mind. And it already has, I can feel the, uh, the benefit of that today because although I had a lot to do, it just sort of like settled it all down so that when I went to start doing it, it I wasn't coming from panic mode right yeah. off the jump of waking up. Um, so I think that's key for me right now with all the, with all the different tasks that I'm balancing mm-hmm. is putting myself first and not just immediately jumping into like reactive mode because I have... I'm sure you can really, you know, oh, you're yeah. recording with all these people. So you're getting emails from people, texts, from, you know, and I can just jump straight into like, mm-hmm. ah, got to get back to everyone. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been my biggest lesson right now. <laughs> it's so important is to yeah. like give yourself that time because I tried to do it earlier this week. I was like, okay, Monday, I'm going to wake up and meditate and go for a run. Yeah. And like for the first few days, I did great. Then Wednesday, I was just like, oh, that didn't happen. Yeah. Yesterday, woke up with like a huge migraine. I was like, no. I know. Um, it's tough. But that's great that you are like implementing that. I do find that like when you do set like at least like 30 minutes to an hour of just a solid morning routine for yourself, it totally helps. Like, yeah. Uh, I try not to reach for my phone. It's such a bad habit. I know. You know, just like uh, they say not to reach for your phone or like keep it like away from you when you're sleeping so you're not reaching for it when you wake up. And I could totally see because I do social media, you know, and I'm just like, oh, man, anything could happen. Like it's just nonstop. Right. If like something bad happened or I don't know. Right. It's it's really tough to be present especially me being like a Virgo or whatever you tend to overthink and like I find like one of my meditative states is like being 
in this conversation with you. Like, yeah. I love having this one-to-one conversation, which is why I also have these, because like, it keeps me sane. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I just love being able to tell your story and, like, have the ability to just, like, have this conversation with you because everyone has a story to share and it's so inspiring, you know? Like, even though you do have your corporate job, I think it's amazing that you are creating this and you are building this foundation for something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Especially because there's so many cool artists in her shop, you guys. <laughs> like, like, there's several different murals just in there and I'm just like, I don't even know where to look first. Like, I'll have to post some photos in the supporting... Um, web article on Coffee and Convos, but you guys have to check out the space. Like, it's so cool. It Thank is so you. awesome. And um, yeah, I love that you support other artists too. And like, you are really creating something great for this community. Like, how do you find the people that you want to have in there? And how do you know like they're the right fit? You yeah. know? Um, so, most of the artists that, well, yeah, most of them that are part of the kind of foundation of the studio were people that I had met, you know, in those past years, just doing art shows and stuff. And I really, with this business, have tried to just follow my intuition more than anything. And, you know, and that's been a lesson and a journey along the way. But that's, that was definitely came into play with the artists that were part of the foundation. Mm -hmm. So I would just sort of get an inkling kind of in the same way I told you about like the creative process where things would just come in my mind and I'd write them down that was happening with people so I was just thinking oh yeah Janelle Despot okay write her down um Elena Sabo who did the bathroom like she came Mm, Elena kept coming to my mind like first she was the first person and I just knew Elena somehow has to be involved I don't know how so I just sort of took just went with those people that were coming to my mind and that people that I had already known through art workshops, art events. Yeah. Uh, one person, though, Jonathan uh, Santoyo, who did the Sacred Geometry mural, yes. which is His really cool. so cool. I really didn't know him at all. So he was a real, like, test in just trusting my intuition because I met him once. We didn't even speak. Really? <laughs> we just, I met him at a Raw show that I just went to to, like, support a friend or something. He was there. And we somehow cha- exchanged cards or something, but I don't even think we spoke to each other. And then... <laughs> He just started, you know, following me on Instagram and he reached out um, once he saw I was doing the studio and just put himself out there saying, hey, if you ever, if you want me to, if you need a sacred geometry, like I would love to do something. And it just sort of felt right, even though logically didn't make that much sense because I did not know him. (laughs) Um, So then we met up for coffee and he was just so great. I just got such a good feeling about him and he also kind of didn't have tons of experience painting murals or painting large scale things, but his attitude and like passion for it was so positive. And I mean, the only way that you can get better at things is just to like go for it and kind of be thrown in the deep end sometimes. And I've been on the receiving end of that from a lot of really cool bosses in the past that have just thrown me into crazy experiences. And Mm -hmm. I was always thankful for that. So it's fun to like kind of just, be able to give that opportunity to someone else and, and trust that they can do it. Love so that's it. what I did with him. I'm like, yeah, you could, I think you could do it though. <laughs> um, and he did an amazing job. And then same thing with workshops. I, I kind of put that out to him as well. If you want to lead any workshops, sacred geometry. And again, he said, I've never led a workshop, <laughs> but I would love to. Wow. And again, I just felt, okay, you can do it. So he did his first workshop. It was a success, like so good. Cause he's just so passionate about his art. And so now he has another workshop coming up in August. 
And yeah, like, so it's fun to give people those opportunities. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how people have come together in the art and the studio. It's just the right people have just come to my mind sort of, yeah. or they'll reach out to me and it just feels right. That's yeah. so awesome. It's been pretty, that's how I've gotten a little deeper into this. I think, I guess deeper into the spirituality of everything after this adventure, because it's been a huge lesson in trusting my intuition and, and like really seeing magic happen that I'm kind of just, oh, I've gone man. off the, I'm gone. I'm kind of in the deep end now yeah. <laughs> of like magic, but yeah, it's cool. I think it's amazing. And it's, it's one of those things where like, you've always been on my radar for the last few years. I'm like, yeah, oh, I need to connect too. with her. I need to connect with her. I need to connect <laughs> with her. But it just never really happened. And we finally like crossed paths mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, we're going to meet. And like, you invited me to check out your studio and it was just like, it's so cool. Like you, and you've only been open for since when? About like two months, two months, a little over like two May. months now. Yeah. Um, and that's so wonderful. Yeah. And I, I remember seeing like tons of photos and like you host so many cool workshops. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about like what, what workshops are like you host and you also host like this really awesome artist residency and yeah. yeah. Tell us about all that. Sure. Okay. We've got a lot going on now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I have my little list I think that's to look amazing. at. Yeah. I, I mean, that honestly, that's, it's a learning process as well um, mm -hmm. because I think we hit the hit the ground running, I guess, with like so many ideas, so many totally. people that wanted to be a part of it, which was really cool. And then now going into our third month, August is like our third sort of month where we have a schedule and we're putting it together. I think August is getting a little bit more grounded and nice. kind of focusing on quantity over quality, um, which feels really good to me. I'm like, ah, oh, I can breathe and like really have things that, I mean, I've loved everything we've done so far, but we're also just shifting into putting out a little less, um, and then the space actually can be rented. So people are Very starting cool. to more so rent it for their own events, rent it for their own workshops and stuff. So it's the nice balance of having people use the space and then us doing our own workshops. And that's kind of feeling better coming into August, like finding a better balance of that. Yeah. I'm talking about balance, but um, yeah, a few things that we've got going on in August and every month we'll have this event is the first Sunday of each month we're doing our community art party. Um, so in August, that's August 5th. We might, this may come out a little later a little than that, after, but yeah. September we'll have it as well for Sunday. And that's just where we open the doors and kind of open it up to the community to come in, check out the space. Like you said, it has a lot of artwork in it that's really fun to explore, take pictures with, all of that, hang out. And then uh, we do a, a community donation-based yoga class starting that day at 12. And then from 1 to like 7 p.m., we just have a bunch of art supplies and art projects that people can come and do yeah, that's so um, cool. for free. Like we'll have a little donation jar, mm -hmm. but it's really just about opening it up to the community. And then we have different artists that will be popping up at that event and selling their art, displaying their art, painting live, um, musicians. Like that event has really become something that is, I mean, it, it's only going to be our second one in August, but it's yeah. becoming something that feels um, like a great way to connect with new artists. All these people, like you said, I do have people reaching out just saying, how can I get involved in the studio and all of that? So if their art sort of feels like a good fit, that's where a lot of times I'm starting to like pull them in and say, you can do it. Let's do our community art day together. So we have a few new artists doing it this month, which is cool. And um, actually this month, I'm pretty excited. We're doing like a little bit of a community tie-in where we're going to have the community paint our bike racks that are out front what? <laughs> and we're That's getting so a bench cool. that people can a paint bench? <laughs> and actually the El Cajon 
people of our business district has been really supportive with that. So they're giving us money. They're giving us like, That's I actually amazing. became like full business status and did a little, uh, what do you call it? Proposal at the Boulevard business meeting Whoa. about what we would want to do in front of our studio yeah. and they approved that. And so they're, yeah, giving us some funds to That's amazing. for paint supplies, all of that. So that'll be fun. And they've been really supportive. They really kind of pushed me into that a little yeah. bit. They're like, get that proposal to us. So they were really supportive of that. Um, so that's happening. We also have Jonathan's sacred geometry workshop, like I said, is coming up. Um, we are going to be hosting a Reiki training. So, like, as we're talking about Reiki, mm-hmm. one of our friends, Pina, she is a Reiki master. So, she's going to be leading her own Reiki training at the studio in August. So, if you do want to learn Reiki, it's level one, which is just the, the level one gives you the um, attunement to, like, heal yourself, like, to do Reiki on yourself. Level two is Whoa. when you take it to the next step and other people. But level one, I mean, is all about that self-care and that self-love so she'll be doing that yeah how do you do that on yourself I'm like it's it's like actually so yeah you just (laughs) you just like I do it all the time on myself now it's kind of I don't know if I look crazy but it kind of grounds me back down again especially if I'm talking to someone maybe that's like making me feel triggered or you know they're making me feel stressed Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. um I'll just sort of like place my hand on my heart and kind of it, yeah, I think I give myself Reiki more than I notice. So it's a healing thing for yourself. That's when really you get cool. attuned to it, they actually have you do Reiki on yourself. My my teacher, we did it like twice a day for two weeks or something. You were supposed to do it. And that could be, if you're really taking your time, it's like an hour each time. You just start at your head and just mm. like work your way down to your feet and stuff. Whoa. Um, and that was a really peaceful time, actually. Really? <laughs> I did that. So, yeah. So, um, Pina will be leading that at our studio, which I'm excited nice. about. Yeah. Really cool. What else do you have going on? I know you have a lot more. I know. I'm like, I'm <laughs> just going to love. Um, yeah, we have, well, another thing that we have that has been uh, another, like, consistent, regular offering that we're doing that has been popular and kind of seems to be gaining some attraction or whatnot with people because people keep coming back to it and stuff and it's really fun it's our women's circle that we have every friday closest to the new moon so kind of getting into the moon phases and it's called goddess fight club (laughs) did i tell you about i think you did last time we met and it's you know really it's just a women's circle that is about connecting with all the things that we go through as women um intuition like sexuality creativity relationships just our personal how we're feeling that day Mm -hmm. so it's led by denise chang and she does a lot of things at our studio she's actually she's like the manager at the studio she's my co-creator really so this is her baby goddess fight club's her baby and she leads it and she's amazing at leading the circle and she's really passionate about women's circles so um it's in the tradition of a standard women's circle, which when you look into it, there's a lot of them and they all kind of follow the same rules, which I, that's kind of new to me as I'm getting into these like women's circles. Um, Yeah. They follow rules like kind of essentially a talking stick type mentality. So you kind of like new girl. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. So like you, yeah, you kind of all get a chance to share fully, completely, you know, other people aren't interrupting you. It's really focused on just fully sharing your experience. And she even talks about how as women, you know, we have this tendency to fix people real quick or want to like make people feel Mm, better, mm -hmm. which is great, but also almost sometimes prevents people from just being them 
fully feeling something. So in the circle, when someone is crying, which happens like every time, really, (laughs) you know, everyone's usually all sorts of emotions. And as women, you know, it's not even that serious when you cry. Like you don't mean you're not necessarily super upset but crying just can be a nice release it's not yeah. anything to stop I or cry make at least bad. like once a Me week too. man um, like it's <laughs> so in this circle you know someone cries Denise encourages people not to say like do you need a tissue or are you okay you know and just like just let, let them be and if Aww. they need a tissue then they should they ask could for say it. it so mm-hmm. kind of like wow, taking ownership of your own emotions and what you and how people can help you too so if you're mm-hmm. like I do need a hug but not just pushing that on someone and no, stopping yeah. their experience that is so important so it's really cool so that's an example of one little cool rule of the circle that is really powerful so people will fully cry and everyone just sort of sits there and it's a little uncomfortable because yeah. it's totally our nature to want to stop that like, or Ugh. support it yeah but just being quiet and letting them experience their emotion and then it just sort of passes through and it's really you're fine it's really amazing yeah that's beautiful I know we have I got chills talking about that I know me too I'm like like, I need to go now I I really want to pull everyone into (laughs) that all the women I know because it's really fun no that sounds um, amazing Denise I'm uh, I love working with her and she actually just kind of got this inspiration this week to where she created a Facebook group called um San Diego women's circles and so she's actually pulling together all the different women's circles that are all over San Diego and giving one place for them to like post their events and share their events rather than it being any sort of like competition of I go to this one or I go to that one there's a lot there's a women's circle in every neighborhood I think so I'm already it's been really cool she just created it I think yesterday and it's like pop in right now I'll invite I you to it I love it that's um, so cool there's so many women that have their own circles so it's really mm-hmm. cool to kind of be able to branch gather out. everyone yeah. and bring everyone together in one space that's what it's all about exactly. right like just to support one another and that's mm-hmm. the thing it's always I know we always talk about this it's community yeah. over competition right. and it's just like how can we support each other and I feel like we oftentimes forget it's just because we, we're all in our own heads that we're like, oh, we need to create this, this, and this, and that there's so much other people doing the same. It's just like, how can we support one another and right. do that? Like, there's so many other podcasts right. out there. There's so many other just, like, networking groups. There's so many other platforms out yeah. there, especially here in San Diego, which is amazing. Right. And I think that's why I use, like, coffee as a tool because I feel like it's, like, a universal drink for everyone. Yes. Maybe sometimes prefer tea, which is totally fine. <laughs> but um, I love that. I love that you're creating, like, connection for everybody and yeah. that you're creating events like this yeah. to support women, too, because it's hard. It is hard being a woman, mm-hmm. like, honestly. <laughs> um, so that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm really, really excited. I would love yeah, to. you should come. Yeah. I, I need to like, <laughs> save the day for the next one. I know. <laughs> she and I always talk about how we need to just like all hang out. Yes. Um, but other than that, like I'd love to. Other than that, I'd love to hear more about just like what do you imagine this space to be like in the future? Because it sounds like you kind of want to quit your full time job <laughs> and make this a full time thing. Yes. I mean, I would, I would love that. And I think this is part of me figuring out like what that, what's that perfect mixture that, that it, that does, um, I guess, creatively and financially support me to, Mm -hmm. to do that. And I feel like I'm onto something (laughs) with, with this studio. It really feels like I'm getting closer to that. So ultimately what I would want for, uh, the future would be that it's just continues to be successful and growing a community so really having a group of people and and really just like 
connecting with people all the time, new people, pulling people in that can experience something from the offerings and that can fill up the workshops and you know fill up the studio space as well as use it in their own way because I want to always open it up for them. Yeah. Like I said, we rent the space out. So having a space that I've created that people can use is, is proving to be really fun. So ma- having th- this studio be successful as well as I guess the future would be like branching out to other buildings or other spaces. I mean, I've just really enjoyed build- having a building. So other buildings as well as I've always had a vision of having a mobile studio like in a vw van oh that's pretty neat (laughs) um that was my vision more more than the studio even and that felt very at the time a few months ago felt really out there i was like maybe i could get a van so it's just funny that now i have a physical building which is way much more intense but the van idea i think would be just taking something on the road being able to be um, mobile and bringing like events and parties and art to people around I could envision it right now. Yeah, soulful, mobile soulful Oh my gosh, (laughs) just very vibrant, just like you. Yeah, just like spreading it. I guess my biggest vision and what keeps me going, it's not really that uh, logical. Like I'm not, like I said, I don't plan things super in advance and I'm not someone who has like a spreadsheet of goals and next (laughs) steps, which I'm trying, there's value in that. So I'm I'm getting a little better at that. But ultimately the biggest vision is just like, spreading love love and color and whatever this crazy inflow of ideas that I have yeah. just kind of continuing to spread that out and whatever that really looks like I, is kind of beyond what I can even imagine I mean that's what's happened with the studio I really wouldn't have imagined this yeah um but it's totally been a result of just following my intuition and stuff so I'll just I guess just keep doing that <laughs> see, that's what, so see beautiful. what happens yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh we'll see <laughs> Well, Maybe like a boat, soulful studio boat. Oh my gosh, that'd be intense. <laughs> or plane. Yeah, we'll stick <laughs> it bigger, but I don't know. I love it. You have to dream big. So yeah. I think that's wonderful. Definitely. Um, we're getting close to wrapping up. I think one of the last few questions I want to ask is, yeah. um, what is a piece of advice for someone who wants to do something similar, whether that is pursuing, you know, creating artwork or creating their own community? Like mm-hmm. what is something that you would say I think, um, so something came up to me earlier when we were talking, and it's something that actually my boyfriend reminds me of pretty regularly, mm-hmm. and it kind of grounds me down every time, is, um, what, and actually one time this random child came up and told me, and just like walked no. away, I, I was like, are you, was that an angel, what's happening? <laughs> he came up and just said, don't let perfect be the enemy of good, and then like walked away. He did away. not say that, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, what? And then my boyfriend says that to me as I because usually when I get an idea, I start going a little bit overboard. Maybe I'll be like, and then I'm going to do this. And then I like all these components to it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, just like do it. Like, let it be simple to start with. It doesn't have to be this huge thing at first. It's just do some, you know, so not letting perfect be the enemy of good. It's just, yeah, just kind of going for it. Even if it's not quite perfect yet, I love that. Like not waiting for the perfect time or when it's perfect, you know, it can just be good and that's okay. It's better than not doing it at all, Mm -hmm. you know, to have it, be good and then to go from there so that would be thank you for that yeah and you remind myself of that well I know it came up when we were talking about that need to you know perfect everything and stuff and such a perfectionist and yeah and like the intimidating side of all these other people that are doing similar things it could feel really easy to compare yourself so I guess that also goes in line with not comparing yourself not feeling less than other people or whatnot or 
better than really just being your own self. So yeah. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. And one last question. Okay. If you can have coffee with anyone in the world that are alive, who would it be? So I remember, uh, I forgot you were going to ask this, but when I heard the last podcast, I remember thinking about it <laughs> and I knew we were going to do this interview yes. and I was like, what will I say? Um, and I think I have to be really cliche about it. The first person that comes to my mind is definitely Oprah. <laughs> Actually, no I'm one sure. has said really? that yet. You That's know? crazy. Yeah, which is kind of crazy because she's incredible. I mean, yeah. obviously, she's Oprah. Yeah, like, she's <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> so, and she I just inspires that. me because she is such an example of, um, obviously, the, like a strong woman who mm-hmm. is, has never you know, pretended to be perfect or she's just always really honest about all of her struggles. You see her struggles, you know, her struggles with weight loss over the years. She's just way out there with that, you know? Um, and we all know that that stems from childhood. Like she's just super honest about her whole life and putting it out there. And I'm just super in awe of how she's able to be such a successful businesswoman. And I don't know if you saw in my studio that I have a framed photo of Oprah. I don't think I saw it. No. Where is <laughs> I did it? That. It's like in my art studio. Oh, okay. I just, no, I didn't see that. I just like needed so her funny. vision, her, her, like to see <laughs> her, her as, as going through the struggles of a business that. and mm-hmm. stuff and like being a woman. Yeah. Something about being a woman and being a business owner is yeah. uniquely kind of hard. And oh, absolutely. Oprah seems to have, it's tough. She's a good role model for that. She really she's is. She's sensitive and feminine and strong and badass, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And you are all those things, too. <laughs> so are so. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, we're pretty much wrapped up. I would love to hear, and I'm sure all the listeners would love to hear how they could follow along and see where they could visit the studio and get a web or visit your website, get more information about that. So our studio, uh, just physical address wise, it's the corner of Illinois and El Cajon Boulevard in North park, um, which is three zero nine five El Cajon Boulevard. Uh, our website is soulflowstudiosd.com and our Instagram and Facebook is just under soulflow studio. And as you know, I'm lover of social media so I would say Instagram is kind of the best place to really follow the journey on a daily basis and Facebook is where our events um, are easy to find and then our website has lots of information Denise who I talked about who does Goddess Fight Club she does the marketing for the studio and she's created so many beautiful things on our website she put that's where she's really putting a lot of her love and her creativity so it's a really juicy I do love your website website. it looks really really cool and so informative like right off the bat I'm like wow I have everything I ever need (laughs) yeah I gotta give Denise props for that so she's huge part of the studio yay that is so beautiful well thank you so much Erin for joining me I had such a great time like my my heart feels so full (laughs) my soul feels so flowy like we're just ready to flow I'm ready so thank you so much thank you so much too all right guys we'll catch you in the next episode